calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's another Friday with me, Simon, and Matt Burslow. Hello. Hello, Dale. Hello. Why did Matt feel so awkward about that? What I, was wrong? I think, go on, just, get just into it. Do, I tell you what, trying to do the intros on this, I hate. Like, really? I'm so, I'm so bad at kind of like exuberantly introducing myself to just a podcast to, audience. It is hard to match my energy. Okay, it? stop. Reset. Man. Matt, you do the intro and do it in your the biggest presenter <laughs> voice that you can do it. I want to hear it. What, like, as in do the actual presenting side of it? Oh, just the, yeah, do the intro part, like what Cardi just did. Just say I hello. Hear, I want to hear your biggest presentation performance. Oh, it's going to sound like, it's probably going to be a bit radio too. It's like, hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. <laughs> it is it's- very radio too. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 594 and today I am Matt Perslow, joined by Simon Cardi. <laughs> Hello, today you're Matt Persler. Who were you yesterday? <laughs> oh, you know, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was lovely fun. Um, should we talk about Horizon Zero Dawn? Because they revealed some brand new, well, I say brand new, the first look at gameplay from Horizon Forbidden West, mm. which is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I think we all knew in the back of our heads that this game was going to look beautiful. I was still just like, I can't believe how good this looks when they showed it. I yeah. mean, I know when we first saw it, it was over like compressed 1080p stream and it still looked great. But after the fact, watching it in the 4K like video on demand on YouTube, it's absurd how good this game looks. Yeah, I only watched the 4K one. I was like, no, I, I don't need to watch this live. I'll wait for that 4K <laughs> asset, baby. I need to see all, all the pixels. Yeah. And it looks it's, lush. Like water does not look that good in real life (laughs) (laughs) definitely not that clear no yeah but oh my god yeah what what a stunning looking game as well and it's one of those ones where i see it and i think yeah it looks beautiful but i always remember horizon looking beautiful and it's only when you actually go Mm -hmm. back and look at what horizon zero dawn looked like in comparison it looks like a peasant i mean it still looks great but Mm. yeah but compared to this it's like i mean yeah, it, it's unbelievable, and it still blows my mind that this is on PS4 as well, which God knows what that console will sound like when you're trying to run. I mean, it will sound like Forbidden the, West on it. the fucking chainsaws that are in those yeah. uh, those little <laughs> yeah. Raptor guys. That's what your PS4 yeah. is going to sound like. Um, just like, gameplay-wise, I think we got what we expected. It's that Horizon gameplay of bow and arrow mixed with melee, a few like sticky bombs thrown in there. We saw some new stuff, mm. but like the thing that I don't know, maybe I just saw this, or maybe I'm misremembering Horizon Combat because I haven't played it since it came out. Like, it reminded me a lot of The Last of Us 2 Combat and those encounters of kind of... I don't remember... And maybe, obviously, it's a hands-off demo and I'm watching someone play it. I never did as much melee as they were doing in that right. demo. Like, I never got stuck in. I was I was using the bow and arrow and the bombs quite a lot. So it looked like you were getting involved and getting, like... I don't know, getting down and dirty a little bit more. I think the big change there, though, is that, like, Aloy now has these abilities where she can lock a charge into the, uh, into the mm. staff. 
And so mm-hmm. there's obviously, and at that point when they did the gameplay breakdown, they were talking about the idea they wanted to give a lot of player choice. Obviously, Horizon Zero Dawn has a lot of player choice in that weapon wheel, has lots of different ways of approaching. But I think making the staff feel a little bit more kind of like brutal for kind of yeah. close-up stuff, mm-hmm. I think is probably very helpful. Yeah, I know what you're saying about the, the you said, like the last of us too i think it it definitely felt more dynamic like more like a dance was happening you know like the enemy was reacting more to your hits instead of like Mm -hmm. they felt quite stilted when they were getting hit in previous games like it almost like that game wasn't built for the melee combat it was built for the archery elements of it Mm -hmm. whereas now just seeing that small little fighting clip like i said it felt more like a dance more more cinematic as well and um yeah, it's, it looks exciting. I definitely think I'm going to be doing more melee this time around. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how often you'll be doing it, but taking down that elephant looked exciting as well. I don't know if that's a boss enemy or if they're going to be like turning up semi-regularly. I get the feeling they will be. I but, imagine um, they're probably a bit like the Thunder Jaws right from the first yeah. one where they're kind mm-hmm. of like, they are an enemy in the world. They're not a singular boss fight, but like they'll be rarer than your average kind yeah. of monster. And they remind me, they remind, I think they remind anyone who's watched Lord of the Rings. Is it, are they called Oliphants? Or Mama Kills are the actual yeah. name for them, but yeah, Oliphants. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Like, it reminded me of those so much, and that's always a good thing. And do you think we'll be able to ride one ourselves at any point? Yeah. So Can that hope? bit where you get on the back of, the, well, I say they, when they put her on the back of the larger, I can't remember what they called it, the one with the, the, the Velociraptor style thing. Yeah. yeah. That to me looked, Obviously, in the previous game, you were able to ride around on the longhorns, which were obviously yeah, just the yeah. cows. This one being a more aggressive creature felt to me like a half hint of the idea. People are riding these things now. We can see that the enemies can ride them. I exactly. think as gameplay reveals go on, I really hope it's going to get to the point where you get to get on the back of a Thunderjaw and use its missile launches <laughs> and just absolutely wreak havoc. Yes, please. No on that. Caddy, when you just said about the Lord of the Rings thing, I was like, that just made me think, why has nobody made yet that a clip of her taking it down and then cutting to Gimli going, that only counts as one. Why does that not exist <laughs> yeah. on the internet yet? And I might do uh, it. I probably will by the time we <laughs> finish recording yeah. this. Um, will you be able to like skateboard down? Yeah, that's, that's another question. That's, um, like, I don't know what else there is more to say about it than other other than it looks fantastic because in the nicest way possible it's everything i expected it to be which Mm. is it looks incredible i mean they've added underwater which also looks beautiful and i very much appreciate that you can stay underwater for as long as you Mm. like and you don't have to go up for air because there is nothing more stressful than nearly drowning in a game well probably nearly drowning in real life is probably a bit more stressful than uh it's annoying in games when you have to do that yeah, we, mm-hmm. I feel like we, we have covered drowning on this podcast before. <laughs> oh, <so>. just a <laughs> bit. Well, Aloy won't have any stories to tell, will she? Because nah. she can stay underwater for as long as she likes. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't really know much more about the story either. We know there's a big storm, and I imagine people have picked part of that trailer by now. I haven't had a time to look. I don't know where that location on the map was, if it was San Francisco or LA. It was, it was California. Yeah. Um, it looks like you're starting in San Francisco anyway, cause there's the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, but I don't know if, I don't know how big an area we're covering here, mm-hmm. but we know that there's this red weed that's kind of growing and taking over kind of place. And we can see like there's animals that are dying to it and stuff like that. So that's kind of interesting. I think the other thing that I noticed a lot, like traversal is definitely improved this time around. Yes. Like, the original game has a very, very old-school Uncharted style, like, going back to our Uncharted 2 kind of era, where it's there are yellow handholds on certain rock faces or this bit of old machinery you can climb up. Whereas this one now, you use Aloy's focus to highlight. It still uses the yellow, but I like that it's not built into the world now. It's something that if you need to find, you can lay it over. But actually being able to, it's like a halfway house between Assassin's Creed being able to climb over everything and the more scripted climbing, but it does seem it's applied to a lot more places. And then being able to use a grapple hook and a, what is effectively Link's kind of like glider from Breath of the Wild, but in a really cool sci-fi shield kind of form. Like all of those bits in, the thing I love about Horizons World is it's so kind of the traversal to it. There's lots of rocks and there's lots of different types of terrain, lots of bits to climb. Um, that's what I like in an open world, like being able to decide, oh, I'm going to go up here and I'm going to launch myself off onto enemies and stuff like that. 
Um, I think Horizon's going in the right direction for that. I mean, one thing I was surprised not to see was a release date. I, in my head, I was convinced this was an October or November sort of game. I thought this was coming out this year. It still could come out this year, but I have a feeling if it was, they would have at least put 2021 there. Or mm, I don't know. Yeah. It is it is E3 soon. We don't really... We're not 100% sure what Sony's plans are yet. I assume they'll have some sort of state of play around June, July sort of time. But maybe that's where they reveal a date. But yeah, it makes me it, think we're not don't, playing don't, this year. Yeah, probably not. I mean, they don't have to as well. I guess that's the thing. Like Sony's in such a good position. They can lit. They don't need to rush their exclusives out the door. They can take their time with this. I mean, what we saw today looked very like comprehensive. It looked like this looks like a built game, but that could obviously be a very vertical slice. Yeah. And we just mm-hmm. seen this one very polished bit. But my god, it did look very polished. Like it yeah. looked like the finished article. Oh um, yeah, uh, the tra- the traversal stuff there. Yeah, you're absolutely right about the like the grappling hook, and then there's the what did they call the the like, the parachute thing? Oh, it's something shield. Like, yeah. And that makes me wonder if it can be used as a shield as well, if there'll be some melee combat that they haven't shown us yet, where you get to effectively activate that and it, you That'd can use cool. it like a Captain America shield. Yeah, or like Ooh. if there's an airstrike of some kind, mm-hmm. you can just yeah. duck down, put it down over your head. Oh, yeah, I'm a, yeah. You second. say they don't necessarily need to bring out this year. They don't really have any... like. I suppose Deathloop is an exclusive. It's, it's not like a first party exclusive, yeah, it's, but and yeah. it's also Deathloop's not going to appeal in the way that like Horizon no. is very much like. I think if you own a PlayStation, there's a real good like seven out of ten chance you're going to want to play Horizon. Whereas mm-hmm. I think Deathloop is much more niche. Hmm. I'd also like to see something come out on the anniversary of the PlayStation to say like there was a good reason for me buying this. Yeah, because yeah, like, like I've I've got good use out of it, but I've not got good uses in pushing it. No. Well, we've, got Ratchet and, well. we've got Ratchet and Clank in a couple of weeks, which hopefully is good. And then, like, what, rest of the year? I was expecting Horizon. Like, there's still God of War Ragnarok. I fully don't That's expect that this year. This year no. 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 But people, some people think it is. Uh, I don't think they're right. But uh, maybe maybe Final Fantasy 16 is a surprise earlier yeah. than we thought. I don't I just, know. Just knows? looking, actually, yeah, the exclusives, yeah, it's like God of War and Horizon are the two top ones on the list, and I don't think, definitely don't think God of War's coming this year. No. I suppose they'll make a ton of money from GTA V coming out again later this year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows when we'll play Horizon, but I almost, I do want to see more, but I don't need to see any more Horizon, because I know what I'm going to get, I think, and I think it's going to be unbelievable but i'll tell you what i do need to do is a recap on the story because i have a very hazy mm-hmm. memory of what was going on in that game so i was um, considering doing a replay maybe maybe i'll do that in the meantime you know maybe august september when there isn't anything coming out maybe i'll go back to horizon did and... you ever get the platinum i didn't know it's an achievable platinum so oh, you could go there for that, we go mate. that's a dale certified achievable <laughs> platinum there for, for horizon zero dawn dlc as well Cody. I didn't finish it, so maybe. So I, I go really back. like the. I think the fights that they do in the snow with the frost claw bears feel mm-hmm. like some of the most cinematic fighting that is in that game. Hmm. Nice. Um, does it add to the story much? The DLC, I can't remember. Like, it doesn't. Not really. not in terms of. It's not like an Alan Wake sort of situation where it's like you've mm-hmm. got to play the DLC before you know what's going on. But like, it's got story there to it. Okay, fair enough. Well, there we go. Horizon. Forbidden West. I keep calling it Horizon Zero Dawn still mm. because, you know, I'm caught in it. But Horizon Forbidden West, uh, yeah, looks fantastic. Uh, another game, an open world game. Is Set already an apocalypse. Out. <laughs> Set an apocalypse with also weird mechanical creatures is Biomutant. I think me and Matt have both played a similar amount of this maybe. I think I played like three or four hours. I've done about six now, I think. Oh, oh you've raced ahead. Ooh. Um, it's an odd game, this one, because... <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, well, in, in many ways, like... I mean, yeah, it is bonkers. We'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure. But it's kind of... When I originally started playing, I was like, I'm really into this. I kind of... This is the sort of game I miss, sort of this double-A sort of not fully massive game, something you can mm-hmm. maybe do in 15, 20 hours like, and have a fun time with. It's just a shame that it isn't that fun a time. <laughs> because... <laughs> Talking about games that look beautiful, it's not the most stunningly graphical looking game I've ever seen, but the art style and how 
bright and colourful it is. It is mm-hmm. enjoyable to look at. But, yeah, it's got a very lush yeah. kind of verdant world, and it does that horizon thing of it's clearly set many, many years after a human apocalypse. So you can see all the remnants of our world, but it's all overgrown now, and all of that rust contrasts very nicely with lush greens and kind of like big mm-hmm. trees and stuff like that. I, I do like that about it. Yeah, in terms of story, it's kind of the premise is you are this weird little creature <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it's been a little while since i started i've put it on the back uh, on the shelf for a bit so i've for- kind of forgotten what was going on in the story but i know basically <laughs> i've awakened and kind of are you in a you're you're frozen or in a coma for a long time i don't necessarily know if you've been in a coma for a long time <laughs> what it is is that you're um there was kind of a big kind of falling out with all of the yeah. kind of tribes of the world and now they are roughly at war half and half with each other because there is a giant tree in the middle of the world which gives life to the world and its mm-hmm. roots kind of split like it's got four roots that spray out across the world and that creates the structure at the end of each root is a giant monster which we'll get around to those in a bit <laughs> um, that are basically trying to eat the tree of life and half of the tribes believe that the only way to bring kind of balance is for the tree to be eaten and everything can start again so they want destruction and then you've got half of them that are like we need to stop the monsters and bring mm-hmm. balance to the world through peace so the kind of you are in this almost like weird neo position where it's like you are the weird furry bat cat rat fox creature of whatever design you make that has to bring balance to the world either by uniting the tribes Mm -hmm. together to save the tree or unite them to destroy the tree so that's kind of your rough open world objective yeah Um, so i guess that's a little shadow of worry there yeah and it kind of does set itself out and advertise it as a very much an rpg Mm -hmm. in the way and I've seen some of that so far. I don't know how big the choices and consequences you make along the way will end up being. But like Matt said, like you're kind of tasked with there's these four big monsters at the corner map, kind of Breath of the Wild style. There's these four big monsters you have to take down in order to do the final thing. And they're what are all, they called? They're, all, they're, they're called puffs. Um, oh. And one of them is called the Porky Puff. <laughs> I was I was thinking you were going to say that it was like Divine Beast, but it was like something very close. I did not expect you to say that word. No, they're called, <laughs> like, everything. And, like, at first, like I said, I was kind of in on it. I was like, oh, this is being a bit silly. I like bonkers things every now and then. But now it's to the point of tedium where everything has a stupid name. Nothing oh. is called what it is. It's like... Like, what is it? Like, there's, like, the Ninky Nonks and the Puffs. No, so, so, d- Ninky so Nonks this, is from the Night Garden. Yeah, this is the <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, the language is so close to In the Night Garden that yeah. um, our reviewer, was it Luke or Tristan that reviewed it? Uh, uh, Luke, it was Luke. Luke, it was Luke. It was Luke. Yeah. Said that the, so, nobody in the world speaks English. They all speak, like, a gibberish language, almost like Simlish yeah. kind of thing. So you have a narrator that's a bit like the narrator from Bastion, who is telling you but everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, but he translates everything that they say to you. Oh, um, but he's got like a David Attenborough kind of style voice. So yeah. as the review says, it's like David Attenborough trying to narrate in the Night Garden <laughs> because the trains are like the chugger chugs. You've got the eye boxes, oh, which are TVs. God. You've got the ring-a-ding boxes, which are telephone boxes. Is this a kid's game? Like. Well, see, this is the thing. I think I'd be more forgiving of that if it was directly a kid's game. But it's also about, like, full-on kung fu animals that, like, piss on each other occasionally. I know barely anything about this game, but just the images I've seen did not make it look like it was a kid's game Mm -hmm. at all. I think it's rated, like, 16 or, like, a teen in America. And I think, like... That style of narration and naming conventions feels like it needs to be a kid's game. Yeah. And I wouldn't have minded if it was, but it does feel like it's in a weird it have, yeah. halfway They're kind house. of borrowing combat and certain stuff from Ratchet and Clank, and they right. would have been better off going fully down that more kid-friendly Ratchet and Clank crew. I think like, I think there's just ultimately... And th- we should say this is made by a group of 20 people, and yeah. that is an Ooh. achievement in its own way like just the way it looks but i feel like there's so many ideas and confused ideas they've tried to pour into this one game it's like you could have cut half it and had a really good focus game they've tried to do too many things you kind of we haven't even got into half the systems like 
there's like loot, there's like Borderlands style loot, but then there's like crafting, like Fallout style crafting, where you're modding every weapon and yeah. like. Which also the, means that so much of your time is spent just going into like Fallout, like dilapidated houses, and just going through every drawer, every wardrobe, just to find yeah. bits of stuff that I don't really know what it does, and then staring at a crafting menu, going, "How do I use this Brilliant. shit that mm-hmm. I've got?" And then the combat itself, like at first, I found fun a bit like it's got that ratchet like sort of just finding mad weapons firing unlimited bullets at things and then hitting them it doesn't really connect very well i think i can't remember who i saw wrote it but they got it bang on it feels like you're trying to have a fight with a ghost or something like when you dream them. that's that's yeah. kirk from the game yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um very floaty on. yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like you're connecting and like, you've got that sort of ratchet-style shooting and melee combat mixed with also sort of, like, fighting game combos as well that you unlock. So, like, if you do, like, triangle, triangle, square, triangle, like, you'll do a combo. And that does add an extra layer and make it more interesting. But, like, I don't know. It's just... It's one of these games that has got it's loads a bang of really... on six out of five, six out of ten game. And yeah. that, it's fine. That's the thing. It's fine. But it's not it's not great but it's fine because it tries so many things that mm. at some point it's going to get to a middle ground with them like some of the weapons are it's it's got that as you say that ratchet and clanky thing where like one of the better weapons i found is a giant fist that is the size of my character yeah. so he's got like this massive metal fist that comes off the side of him that when i spin around it's got vents in the side that breathe fire so Ooh. it's a flamethrower fist that's very cool and, like, you get loads of kind of weapons that are in that sort of lineage of kind of, like, they shoot random shit or they've got, like, you know, a missile launcher on the side of a pistol or whatever. Um, big hammers, all of that kind of stuff that's quite fun. You you gradually unlock vehicles, so I've unlocked a mech, which is really good. Obviously, that's the sort of shit I like, but <laughs> stomping around and, and hitting things with a giant mech yeah. is quite fun. Um, but it's kind of like then the grind that comes with that. So when you unlock the mech, the mech is designed to, it can get through the, all of, there's lots of different areas which have got different kind of air conditions, which mean you can't breathe them. So the mech has a protected cabin, which means you can go into this area, which is where the first boss is. But they're like, you probably shouldn't fight the first boss until you've fully upgraded the mech with all its equipment. So it gives you kind of 14 collectibles to go out and find. So I'm merrily going away finding these 14 collectibles to gradually, like, increase its armor abilities and stuff like that. But then the next one is in, like, I get to, I've done seven of them. To get the eighth one, I've got to go into a different hazard. And they're like, oh, you need to go and get the biohazard suit. So I'm like, so to be able to do the boss, I've now got, I've got this mech, but I now need to go and find someone that will give me the biohazard suit so I can get into this area to find this item to bring it back to my mech to then be able to upgrade it. And all of these things sound like, I get where they're coming from because it means like it's an expansive world where everything interconnects into everything, which I can see where the theory of it feeling rewarding is. It just feels like a grind to me. And when you've got all of this stuff where you need to find all of these points to put into your psi abilities. And yes, the psi abilities are mad. You can vomit acid over people. You can create mushrooms to bounce yourself Mario style over big enemies and stuff like that. But there is a lot of grind to get to that place. Right? It's just a frustrating game because I think there is a good game in there and something quite enjoyable. Like it's just, like I said, it's a, it's a nice looking world to be in. It's, it is different. Like, like although there's, you know, some concepts that, definitely just wholeheartedly take from other games like it is trying to be a bit different in its style and what it's doing and yeah it's a bit like that analogy of you know if you go to a restaurant and they have 500 things on the menu it tends to suggest the quality is not that high whereas you go somewhere that has 20 things on the menu you're like okay like they know what they're doing and it's Mm -hmm. good stuff like they really should have taken that approach with it i feel like there's obviously some talent in that studio i'm looking forward to what they do next hopefully they get the chance to do something uh Better, I almost basically. think they're in a bit of a No Man's Sky position in mm-hmm. the... Because this game has been heavily promoted by THQ over yeah. numerous years. And I think that might have... Like, the amount of times that we've seen it now... And I know that they've mm-hmm. been very quiet in between those points. But seeing it so many times over so many years has kind of suggested that maybe it's a lot bigger and, like, the team is is more equipped than mm-hmm. it actually is. And I think that's what Sony did with No Man's Sky, despite the fact that No Man's Sky was built by, like, what, again, probably about 20 people at a very small studio with actually 
a scope that I think for No Man's Sky was a little bit like very, very spread out, but kind of maybe not as deep as Sony was trying to push that it could be. Yeah. And I think we've got a similar system here. Yeah, I don't know. Don't, don't think they're going to follow up with the same sort of trajectory that No Man's Sky has, though. Mm, I don't no, know. Hopefully, no. hopefully well, they do. It's not a I mean, live game, is it? But Yeah, it feels to me more like, like listening to you guys talk about it, it could be the potential, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed jump, you yeah. know, where the first one has got some ideas, but it's just not executing it very, like, very well. Mm-hmm. And they can learn a lot from that and move on and make a second one that actually yeah. fulfills on that premise. Like, it's a decent, like, it's a game, like, I don't know if I get it at launch, like, in a sale, or if it's ever on, like, PS Plus, like, it's a decent enough game to play, like, I will, it's like a podcast game for me now, like, I, I can't listen to that narrator much more, it's doing my head in, so, um. Is it like, like in Manita? Is it that kind of vibe? A little bit like that, it's less narrating and it's more, cause they translate, it's like, when you talk to someone, it's more like, they're saying this, like, but it's like non-stop right. as well, like oh god, all, like all the time. Um, it's also the way that the narrator speaks; they speak in second person. So rather than being like, like occasionally we have to talk through translators, right? When we're speaking to Japanese developers, mm. and they'll tell us exactly kind of what that person has just said. The narrator goes, like, we'll say she says this, and they say this, and they are saying really that they don't like this. It's right. a real weird pattern to it, which does make it quite difficult to stand. But yeah, uh, let us know what you're thinking of Biomutant if you're going to play it. IGN underscore UK, feedback at IGN.com. Um, I might go back to it like when there's like a couple of weeks where there's no new games. I might go back because I'm interested just to... I don't think it's... For a, for a big open world RPG, I don't think it is that big and it's not going to take that long. Like, I imagine the map's only 8 kilometers. Yeah. So I, I think it probably takes about 20 hours. And yeah, I've got hankering to go back to it, but I've also got two other Mass Effect games to play. So yeah, exactly. I think I know what yeah. takes priority. Game, games are coming out now. So yeah. Uh, do you know what game did come out? I think last week now. A game that I think has surprised people, which is Knockout City. I don't know if that's the, um, EA, mm. like, you can do three on three. I think there's four on four modes as well. Like dodgeball basically mm-hmm. is what it is, which I think, I don't think I was alone when the first trailer for this game was released. I just went, "This looks naff." Like, <laughs> "This looks oh, like really? what are they doing here?" Yeah, I thought I thought I not... it it could be cool, but then there's so many of these games. Like, yeah. ever since like Rocket League sort of established this formula, yeah, yeah. there's so many games trying to replicate that that I thought it had the potential of just being another one of those. Well, I think That's EA so... recently tried it with Rocket Arena, which yeah. you know, no one really caught on to at all. Whereas Knockout City, are like. Wherever I look on Twitter now, people are just playing Knockout City. Oh, really? Getting into... Yeah, I've seen quite a, a few people pro- saying how good it is. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've only... Like, I've barely played... I've played, like, half an hour, but I can see why people are into it. Like, I've played a couple matches. Like, it is kind of got that thing I enjoy of, like, I love sports games, and I love, like, multiplayer hero shooter sort of games like Overwatch. Mm. Like, it's got a nice blend of those. But I think at the core, people just like it because it's so simple. It's just... Right. you. You can roll, you can dash, you can jump, you can do those things, but it's just L2 to catch a ball, R2 to throw a ball, and that's pretty much all you're, like, all okay. you need to know. And, yeah, I can see why it's so addictive. I want to get, I haven't yet to play in a team of three, try and get people to play with me. Maybe we should do it. Let's, let's play some Knockout City. But I real, I reckon it could be really fun and. Is yeah, there I'm more nuance to it? To it. Is more I feel like there that? will be like I've not played enough to learn the nuance, but I've been watching some people play it, and they're definitely doing some more tactical things that like yeah. I'm, I haven't thought of doing yet. Like you can roll yourself into a ball and roll around and like of dodge out the way of things. <laughs> like I'm sure there's more advanced knockout city players. Is there out like there. trick shots and and things like that as well? I not that I've played yet. I don't think they have like those ultimate sort of yeah. abilities like an Overwatch or something does, but like. In my head, and I know it's probably not right, but I keep thinking of Destruction All Stars. It feels like that to me. Yes, it's Whereas, very much more like that, but more yeah. fun. Well, um, yeah, well, I was going to say with that game, like I had fun for a couple of hours and then I was like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm done with this now. Whereas what, I worry that's what Knockout City would be, more of that. See, I, I meant to look this up. I don't know if it is free to play. It was free to play to me because I have EA access. So it's free if you. So I think that. it's seventeen ninety nine. Okay, um, so it's not a full price. No, but, no. Um, but I've been, I've, like, the very little I've played, I was having fun with it, and I do want to play it more and get more into it. But it's just simple. It's like, you have two lives. Um, if you get hit twice, you lose a life, and that's basically the other team gets a point, and it's just first to ten points. So it's just a very simple game. But 
like we, we were saying with Biomutant, they've gone the opposite way. They've gone, let's boil this down to a very simple concept. Mm. People like dodgeball, and, you know, let's just make a dodgeball game. Maybe eventually we'll get um, Will Ferrell skins. Uh, not Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, sorry. And, yeah. uh, ben Stiller. Yeah, get it going, Ben Stiller. Get him in. I, I, I worry with a game like that, though. It, it um, Those games kind of live and die on whether they're free to play mm-hmm. or not. And I think... It's yeah. a tough sell, isn't it? Getting people to jump on board with a dodgeball game. Yeah, I, I mm. don't know how long the Knockout City hype train will, will be going yeah. along <laughs> its tracks, but uh, at the moment, it's a fun game and people are enjoying it. So, again, yeah. if you've been enjoying Knockout City and got any pro strats, tell us at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Both of you have seen this film, I believe. I have not yet seen it. Um, Zack Snyder's got an- another film out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's prolific. I'll go down that hole again. Um, <laughs> Army of the Dead, a new Netflix zombie film. Two and a half hours, I've heard. Oof, yeah. Yeah. It's a long do you want? Do you want me you to guys start, talk, Dale? You guys talk about yeah, it. Yeah, Matt Stack. I think Matt's a little bit more favourable yeah, than I am. I'm more on board. Never. I had, I had, <laughs> I had a genuinely good time with this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'll put like, it is absolutely the definition of dumb fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which, um, so... Because it it's a Zack Snyder film, it's way too long. It could easily have had 50 minutes carved out of this to make it a real sort of like better kind of tighted narrative. Mm. But it's Zack Snyder doing what I think Zack Snyder's better at, which is kind of like just doing decent kind of like action sort of sequences. It's not got the... I kind of mentioned before, like I'm not so fussed about like his mythology sort of stuff that obviously has dictated mm. quite a lot of his career so far. Um, this has got none of the pretense, like the pretension of, of that kind of stuff. It's very much like there's a bunch of people that are going to do a job which involves going into Las Vegas, which is full of fucking zombies, and they need to basically do a heist and steal some stuff out of vault for, for a client. Um, so it's kind of got that, I suppose, a little bit of Suicide Squad element to it, where it's kind of a bunch of people all have different skills there's a helicopter pilot there's an ex kind of marine kind of guy I mean, he's there's... got history as well with dawn of the dead hasn't he with this yeah sort yeah of yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah bring in like there's a safe cracker there's all of these very very it's a very tropey heist movie yeah um but it's all it's effectively the dead rising 2 sort of movie yeah. where they go into a walled off uh big you know las vegas that's just full of zombies um and there's, you know, a lot of shooting them. There's a lot of kind of like, like close up shots of zombies getting their heads blown off and stuff like that, which I liked about it. Um, the thing, I think the thing that I was most surprised, cause I went into this not expecting to like it at all. And, you know, me and someone else watched it on like a virtual movie night and we were just surprised at how much we were engaged by it. We spoke a little bit, like just turned to conversation about halfway through it just because the middle's quite saggy and does a lot of stuff where it there's a bit where they get to the vault where they've got to do their stuff and it does feel like mm. the film sort of just delays getting into the vault to just keep the runtime going for no reason at all mm. but um the one thing that i was really surprised about it's sort of got its own weird like approach to zombie mythology and sort of like the way that like resi has its own type of zombies so it's basically got you know how in lord of the rings there's orcs and then there's urukai and urukai <laughs> are kind of the big bigger kind of muscular smarter ones and orcs are just they're a bit dumb basically it's kind of got that there are the shamblers and then there are these kind of alpha zombies that have got a bit more going on to them which i quite liked it's got a weird like it's dumb it's dumb as fuck i'm putting this out and but i liked what it did with that it's also for absolutely no reason at all just got robot zombies in it yeah i couldn't figure out that why. was so <laughs> weird and they never talk about <laughs> it either no. it just sort of a robot become a zombie oh, fuck knows i don't know i thought it was funny like yeah. i'm guessing there's like a four hour cut of this yeah, that explains yeah. where they come from <laughs> i kind of like from what you've said that it's kind of a zombie film but not a traditional one in as much as the plot isn't necessarily about the zombies. It's not about let's find the cure or let's get to somewhere. It is a it yeah. is a heist film that happens to have zombies in it, which yeah, I kind of appreciate. Yeah. There's there's definitely something like because these alpha zombies have like a hierarchy and they un like they're not brain dead. Basically, they've got like aims and objectives to a degree. They kind of make a more interesting antagonist, which I suppose to a degree makes it. Whereas zombie films tend to be kind of like zombies are a symptom of capitalism or whatever, like there's a sort mm-hmm. 
mm. causation there like these are like the zombies are just the enemies in this but yeah kind of like it is a heist movie that's fitted into that yeah. um but yeah kind of like i had a, a good time with it and i was very surprised that Zack snyder made me feel quite happy to watch one of his <laughs> movies I, I, I would, why do you hate it i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> i would say i agree with a lot of what matt said it is dumb fun and um as a zombie movie zombies movies go it's it's definitely one that i've enjoyed more than others i think matt mentioned about the sag in the middle that had way more of an effect for me so much so that i stopped watching it um and i was like i'll carry on watching this tomorrow because it's it just got really boring it like it comes to a complete halt um i think i'm not a fan of Zack snyder <laughs> really and i think it boils down to two main things is um what matt you touched on the the pretentiousness of his mm-hmm. stuff Obviously, yes, you're right. It doesn't have that, but it still kind of has the self-indulgence of, of his work. Yeah. And that I'm not a massive fan of. Like he was the director of photography on this film. And like you can really tell, oh, not, not necessarily because they're his shots, but it's just the overuse of an idea consistently. Just like how much slow mo can we get in this? How much 50 mil lens can I use? How, how much depth of field? How far can I go with this depth of field? And oftentimes, minus F stop, please. Yeah, it just it (laughs) felt it felt unnecessary a lot of the time, and it was just you. No one's telling you no in this situation, so you're just doing everything that you can that you want to do. Even down to like the the natural conclusion being avoided, and just like how many more endings can I stick on this? Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick another bit on there. Stick another bit on there. Like you said, it's two and a half hours long. It absolutely does not need to be that. It could be a tight ninety minutes, and I think it'd be. such a better film because well, like does, you said the fun and the zombie elements of it and the heist part of it is good fun yeah what there are asking? certain bits like i do enjoy some of that side of stuff and it does make you think especially now he's done this with netflix like him doing a six-part zombie series maybe would be better for him because he can take hmm. as long as he wants he can like if this was would this work as like a three or four part netflix series i, I don't think, know I, like, I, yeah. I think it potentially could yeah um like like matt said there's a lot of cool stuff they've they've done with the lore of zombies and like coming up with their own unique spins on how zombies work and the interaction and i definitely feel like that might have been a better approach my worry is if you give him that he's going to do what he <laughs> he's gonna did with the justice league <laughs> and he did and he puts it all he just put chapter titles in and then it's still the same film he's just arbitrarily mm-hmm. split it up yeah yeah um i I, I mean, I would say, like, I did watch the whole film. My wife watched it all with me, even though she's not massive, like, on zombie films, but she enjoyed it as well. It's like, it is fun. Um, I did find Dave Batista, I don't know if it was his best work, to be honest. I did oh, find it. I was going to ask about him, because I normally enjoy him all the time. Yeah, he, uh, I, I don't know. I, so I, I don't d- think Snyder's very necessarily good at character. Like, yeah. I think he's good at kind of, like, um, giving that kind of overall kind of broad stroke about who mm-hmm. someone is. Um, I didn't much care about he's like he's got like a deal with his daughter and I don't think that's necessarily very well portrayed and I didn't really care about that I mainly cared about them in the way that I would care about characters in like a hero shooter video game whereas like I liked him because he's the guy that's got the grenade launcher and the the big shotgun that will make things blow up I liked the safe cracker because he was the safe cracker and I wanted to see how he cracked the safe like I wasn't interested in their personalities yeah I think um I think the pacing, like we've already talked about the flabby section, but in terms of like spoilers, it's a zombie film, right? People might die in your crew. But I think that the way they paced that out was, was, it's it's so loaded towards the final Mm -hmm. third. Like I feel like it could have been spread out a little bit more, make, make the threat feel real. Cause it feels like for the first hour or an hour and a half, maybe it feels like there's no threat. It feels like this is just the easiest thing in the world doing this. Mm -hmm. And I think that that could have, they could have ramped that up a little bit near the start. I did, there's a character called Coyote in it, and I do think she is really good, and I, I really enjoyed that. But apart from that, like Matt said, yeah, they're very like video gamey sort of characters. Yeah. Um, oh, it just, it feels like a video fits, game. Yeah. yeah, that actually fits to what you're saying that kind of like in video games, like zombies are very rarely done as horror, and this is definitely not a horror movie, yeah. even though it's got yeah. like quite gory zombies in, and you're gonna see heads explode all over the place and stuff like that. It's not a horror in the slightest. It, it's got no threat or kind fear. Of strikes to it strikes me as more of a zombie land mm. sort of deal. Like, a, yeah, you know, but, yeah. but yeah. less jokes. Mm-hmm. it's not <laughs> as, as self aware as Zombieland is like it's more self aware than a lot of Snyder's products are because it understands that it's 
like even the marketing you can tell like the amount of fluorescent pink that's in it yeah. it knows that it's like this high octane kind of like yeah. run into vegas and get all the money but yeah Zombieland is much more self-aware about how it parodies the zombie horror genre as well as all its jokes Mm. Okay, I might check it out. I'm, I like a bit of stupid fun every now and then. It's a shame it's not in cinemas. It strikes me as the perfect. I think we talked about it before, like perfect, like three beer film. Like have yeah. a couple, of, <laughs> have a couple of drinks, and you'll have a great time with it. Maybe not at two and a half hours because I'd likely fall asleep if I've had a few beers. In, in I feel though that the Netflix proposition of you just get it with Netflix is why it works. Kind mm, of like I really yeah. enjoyed watching it with someone else where we could just have a laugh about what we were doing. If I went to the cinema, yeah. I can't just turn around and go that was That's cool true. yeah 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 you, you are we, right there can you we also just at home as well i suppose <laughs> that is true can we also just stop and talk about how Zack snyder is like the worst person in the world for picking music to be in his films as well <laughs> or, or whoever works with him that makes those decisions as well you don't have to be so on the nose every time mate like, there's a little spoiler there for a song that might be in this film. <laughs> oh, just, it doesn't matter. Like, the, yeah. it's got fucking zombie by the cranberries in it. Like, cause of course it does. Yeah. It's, I just, it just makes, when I hear songs like that kick in, I just start laughing. I was like, yeah. that's ridiculous. And it really takes me out of like the film. It's because you can just tell that he's, he's got like that dad mode on it. It's all yeah. dad rock. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. There we go. Well, it sounds like, you know, if you like, Snyder stuff, you'll be into it. Cause if you're into his style, you're into it, aren't you? Uh, yeah. I might give it a go because I am into some of his older stuff. So there we go. I think it's um, probably the second best thing. I, I think Dawn of the Dead is wicked, really? by the way. I really like his version yeah, of Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Dead. Yeah. I, I still think there's stuff to enjoy in 300. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Watchmen as well. I really yeah. like Watchmen. Too. Watchmen is really like, yeah. his best thing. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Watchmen's a, a, well, Note for note adaptation. We talked enough about Slash Snyder. <laughs> yeah. um, let's move. Can other directors release a film, please? <laughs> um, uh, let's instead do an endless search, which hopefully is not listing all of Slash Snyder's films. <laughs> Inside is a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is it in the search? Matt, what Hello. have you done? <laughs> uh, we're doing, um, go on, name them. Oh. We're not, are we? We're not we doing Zack Snyder films. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, there might be that. He's released Jesus. 12. <laughs> I was only joking. Oh, We've man. named after them. Oh, yeah, we have named after Alright, let, let's go. Alright. That was my third one, but we're going to go in with it first. Zack Snyder's <laughs> filmography. Out of the way. <laughs> I can't Zack Snyder either. has been involved with the production of 13 movies. Okay. What does that mean, been involved in? in- <laughs> so he is either, so, he can either be the director or the producer of these films. This okay. is his filmography, according to Wikipedia. 13 okay. films. Okay. Go on, name them, basically. All right, there is Everybody a knows how here, this works which now. I feel like me and Dale know this, so I'm, I'm just going to say it. Are we counting the Snyder Cut and Justice League as two Ooh, separate films? Yes, good shout. They are two separate films, okay, according okay. to the filmography okay. section. What about of Justice is Grey? Does that count? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let me just have a thing. Yeah, I'm having a quick thing. Wait, who's bidding first? Um, Dale, you bid first. Okay. Six. Eight. Ooh. Oh, blimey. How many did you say there was? Thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. Just a scribbling. Um, nine. Oh, da, da, da. can I can I do more? I reckon I could push nine. I don't know if I could push ten. Ooh, you're gonna be I'm going. I'm going to let you have the nine. I think. Ah, I'm not writing it. these down, which is a mistake. I should always bring a pen and paper. Yeah, <laughs> I was absolutely trying to bluff my way through there. I think I could do maybe I... do eight or nine. <laughs> okay. do, you allow, do you allow me to use the notes app on my phone? I'm not going to search anything. I uh, as long as you put it on airplane mode, Cardi. Hold up to the Right. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Give us your nine. I don't know if I can do nine. Okay. Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Three hundred. Yep. Watchmen. Yep. Just the Justice League or Justice League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice League. Zack Snyder cut. Whatever yep. it's officially called. Army of the Dead. Yep. 
Man of Steel. Yep. Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. How many have I done? One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, I think. Was that eight? I think that's eight. Yeah, yeah, this is where I'm. Th- I think those are those are the eight I had. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god! So there was that 300 sequel, Rise of the Empire. Is that what it's called? I'll or? give you that. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah, Rise of an it. Empire. Yeah, yeah he's I the producer on that. completely yeah. forgot there was a, a sequel. So to I couldn't remember if he was involved. When you said he was involved, I thought maybe he didn't direct it. Maybe he was like an executive producer on it. He's the producer on it, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's oh, even exactly. Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 completely forgot about that. I got Man of yeah. Steel in, but I didn't go for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, so he's also producer of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh, okay, ah. I wouldn't have um, thought of that. The the one which this oh, is always Legend my... of the Guardians. Yes, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's always my pocket one for Zack Snyder because no one remembers it. Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> literally shot like a Zack Snyder movie it's a CG film about owls but you get slow motion owls I, I can't say I've watched it I'm not going to lie okay. to you yeah. um, yeah. I'm going to give someone a bonus point Ooh. if you can tell me any of the music videos that Zack Snyder has shot oh, what, one with loads of slow-mo in it um, it would something like Oh, I don't know. How can you give us a hint of our era or anything? Uh, so he started his first music video was 1989. Okay, right. was 2009. So I was thinking it would be something like Pearl Jam or something because <laughs> that's his uh, no. type, that's his music what he loves, isn't it? Yeah, um, I'm gonna say he's done a Kanye one. Why not? He's not done a Kanye one. You um, too. Can, I, can I just name U2? an artist? Guns so N' Roses. What? Shall I give you some of the artists and you t- try and see if you can figure out which video? So he's done a, a, an MCR one, a My Chemical Romance one. Right. He's done... Oh, he did Desolation Row because that he was from... He did do Desolation Row. Nice. That's um, my, my, my My Chemical Romance knowledge coming out of the bin. Did a ZZ uh, Top one? Of course he did. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Can't World of Swirl. Morrissey. Did a Morrissey music oh, really? video. Jesus. Yeah. Tomorrow. Anyway. Brilliant. Let's move on. Go. Since it was Horizon this week, there are 27 machines in Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, just when I said I'm so... I can't remember a thing about this game. Uh, okay, who's bidding? Uh, it's... Cardi. First this yeah. time, isn't it? Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even mention, remember some of the ones we mentioned earlier. Oh, God, I literally am scribbling. I've, I've got two down and then I f- immediately, it's like, oh, wait, I shouldn't give you that. Um, yeah, I'll say two then. <laughs> two. <laughs> Bastard. Um, I'm, I'm writing some down. I'm going to bid three. <laughs> three. Uh, this is, this is poor. Oh my God. Five. 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 You're saying five? Okay, um, go on, name one, mate, because there's no way I can get him five. Okay. Just let me write down my fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tall neck. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Yes, that is right, yeah. I was just making sure, because I've called them the wrong thing before. Yeah. I think I've once called them a tall boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my two. Thunder jaw? Oh, yes. Uh, a thunder jaw, yes. I think the little ones are just called watches. They are called watches, nice, yes. yeah. Uh, I've got two. He's typing away like, Maddie, what's going on? <laughs> Give me, I've, I've, written phone, down, I've written down a few and I'm trying to think <laughs> which one I think is actually real. Yeah, yeah, you could easily put two words together and make a lot of these. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the they're just called storm birds, the the big birds. They are called storm birds, well, yeah. Yeah, it's just the storm bird, isn't it? I think it's just mm-hmm. one of them. Or is it just one? It's yeah. the big That's one kind of, in the yeah. deserty bit as you go out. Mm-hmm. And in a similar thing, I don't know if there's only what. There's just a behemoth, right, isn't there? Yeah, there is behemoths oh, nice. there, the ones that are a bit like um, big rhinoceroses. Did you say... The other ones I had were like the little ones. They're either strikers or striders. Is it something like that? Um, the stalkers. Right, stalkers. Yeah. Um, wasn't there like cool. a snap jaw or something? There is a snap jaw. Yeah. Is, oh, is that the, the alligator style, style yeah, yeah. ones? Yeah, and mm-hmm. a thunder something. 
Or did you say Thunderjaw? Thunderjaw yeah, okay. is the big uh, Thunder bastard. <laughs> They're yeah. the big Tyrannosaurus ones. Thunder Could have had a bristle back. <laughs> Do you remember Thunderpants? Thunder <laughs> <laughs> what was was Thunder? Did that have Rupert Grint in it? Yeah, was, yeah, it did. Yeah. Or, yeah, was it Rupert Grint or was it a very similar looking child? <laughs> Pretty sure yeah, it was Rupert Grin. Other ones you could have had, there's the Bristleback, the Broadhead, the Charger, Glinthawks, Grazers, Lancehorns, Rockbreakers, Scrappers, Snapmores, Striders, Tramplers, Beermoths, Fire Bellowbacks and Freeze Bellowbacks, Shellwalkers, Longlegs, the Red Eye Watcher. <laughs> Longlegs. <laughs> <laughs> Ravagers, Sawtooths, uh, Scorchers, Fireclaws, Frostclaws. I did not think whether there were this many. Mm. In my head there was like 12. Whole fucking ecosystem of them, yeah. mate. Yeah. I need to read, like, that's a good game. I should revisit. Right. Takadi. One, one all. Okay. Next one. Ratchet and Clank's coming out soon. Oh, I've heard of it. Name all 16 weapons from Ratchet and Clank 2016. Oh, 2016. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh. Honestly, I don't know if I can even name one of them. What I will say is I recognise that it's been a long time since a lot of us played this. Yeah. If you can tell me what the gun does, okay. I'll let you have it. Okay. I've got to be very careful with this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I can literally think of one. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I can think of a couple thinking about it. Um, Oh, problem is all the ratchet games kind of blur into one for me. Like yeah. all the weapons. Oh, I've just thought of another. One. <laughs> you have to be first. So. Yeah. Okay, um, three. I've got two written down. <laughs> um, I try to think of that. Like there could, when you say what it does, like there could be a gun that. I want a description of what the... If you can't okay. give me the name, I want to know exactly what okay. this thing exactly does. Exactly what it does. Like... That, we're not, I'm guessing we're not counting something as a, as a gun. That's <laughs> a stupid thing to say. I say... Uh, Alright, it's weapons is what I've got. Okay. So... Okay. I think I could do three. Like, I'm getting mixed up right now. So I'm, I'm going to let... Dale, go with three, I think. Okay. It's a four, shall we? Right. Um, Dale? Now I'm panicking that this one's not in the 2016 one. It's, it was in a cracking time. But um, <laughs> So, Mr. Zircon? Yes. That one is. Yeah. yeah. That is. Um, so, this one, I don't know the name of it, but there was like a disco ball one where you fired up a disco ball. <laughs> I, I had that written down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> disco. Um, yeah. Uh, what was that one called? Where is it on here? Um, the Groovatron. The Groovatron. Uh, there you go. Now you say yeah. it. Um, you said weapon, so his wrench. Yes, the Omni wrench. <laughs> yeah, that's a free. Well, there you go. You've done it. Uh, but I also had I had pistol written down because he always starts with like a default pistol. pistol. Yeah, um, that's the uh, plasma striker, is yeah. it, or something like that? And then also, I have a vague memory of like a rocket barrage sort of thing that fired There's off a, a swarm load. launcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which I think is the Rhino. Ah, yes. That yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Nailed it. There you go. <laughs> There's a bunch of people here absolutely hating was... li- listening to us talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a... Yeah, there we go. Poor show from me. Yeah, so Dale 2 to Cardi's 1, but Cardi then got his little bonus point. So you... <laughs> oh, do I get that bonus point? I'm going to give yeah, it you, yeah. You can draw. It's a, it's a lovely day for a draw. Oh, there we go. I'll take it <laughs> from, from that. Uh, <laughs> should we do some feedback? Uh, as usual, if you want to write in do it at ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com i think we were talking about gaming coincidences last week as well as uh, a lot about the streets which less said about that the better i think no okay. more no more from the streets um <coughs> you're not going to do a wrap-up of this podcast at the end a wrap a wrap-up a wrap-up uh, there you go that's the name for uh, it <laughs> i can't do that every week it's it's too depressing uh <laughs> it's too embarrassing uh, i think Dan- <laughs> And embarrassing, yeah, yeah. There's that. Uh, Dale, you go first. Yeah, this is from Blake Scorgy, which is a great name. He says, "Good day, all." I sound so weird saying "good day." Uh, Blake here from Melbourne, Australia. Hearing Cardi talk about his gone home story and the portrait of his parents appearing in the game reminded me of my own experience with with mom- momentarily. I really struggle with that word. Thinking a game had knowledge of who my family were. 
I was playing Crypt of the Necrodancer and decided to explore the character selection room. It was then I first saw two characters on either side of the main protagonist were Melody and Aria. This caused a moment of intense shock and confusion since these are the names of my two daughters. Unlike Cardi, who spent a long time trying to search for stories on Gone Home's social media data capture features, I simply searched for the list of unlockable characters available in the crypt of the Necrodancer. Of course, I discovered that these were the names of the characters in everyone's game, and it was pure coincidence that their names were shared with my daughters. It actually makes sense that this happened, since I deliberately gave my kids musical theme names, and most characters in the game have musical names too. Cadence, tempo, etc. After I've discovered this, after I discovered this was all just a coincidence, I was able to really enjoy having my daughters as playable characters in the game, and tried really hard to unlock them both. Unfortunately, that game is stupidly hard, and I failed. <laughs> they remain tantalisingly out of reach. RTS, Blake, respect the C. Um, I mean, at least you've got them in real life. I mean, that's <laughs> They're not <laughs> out of reach in real life, hopefully. So, that's a, uh, that is like a crazy... Like, I thought that when I listened to a podcast last week when you were talking about your parents as well. It's like yeah, a mad, crazy mad coincidence. coincidence. <laughs> yeah. but like, not even just one name, both names. And not the most common names either, it's, you know... Yeah. I never, I never think my parents' names are going to show up in a game. Clive and Sandra, like, it's not really, no. not sexy names, are they, to put in a video game? <laughs> I don't know, what, what game would have that? Everyone's gone to the rapture? That have? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but yeah, it kind of reminds me of, uh, The Queen's Nose, where they have Melody and Harmony as the, uh, the, the names of the, of the sisters. <laughs> oh, That's a deep the CBBC nose. cut, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't beat it. Uh, Matt. Yeah, got one in from Alex Dola. I hope I pronounced your surname correctly. But hi all, firstly, thanks for all the shows. You guys brighten up my Friday every week. Now, as gaming, as for gaming coincidences, my last name is Dola. The name is German on my grandfather's side and is quite rare in the UK. In fact, it's so rare that I, my dad, my brother and sister and any of our children are the only people in the entire country with this name. Whoa. So, imagine my surprise when I was driving through the streets of GTA Vice City many, many years ago, only to come across a sign for Dola Metal Furniture. I couldn't believe it. I've never seen my game. I've never seen my name in a game before or since. After a little research at the time, I discovered the sign was based on a real-life company, and they even copied the real sign for the game. There's a link to uh, the GTA fandom page for Dola Metal Furniture here. Um, so if anybody wants to see it, just go and have a look for that. Um, anyway, probably not the most interesting story you'll be sent in, but it was just a really exciting little moment from back in the day. Cheers, guys, from Alex. Cool. There we go. Yeah. Have you yeah, guys yeah. ever had anything like that? Do you think? Perslow's mm. no. not really going to crop up in a video game, is it? I, I suppose will, to, well, it is does, it a football though. game. Exactly. I say this. Yeah. You say this whenever I play Football Magic. So I think the chairman of Aston Villa is mm-hmm. Christian Perslow. Maybe it's definitely a Perslow. Mm. And I do think you know maybe there is a connection to you there. Both Midlands. Both. You never know. Could be a distant <laughs> as relative. As the I owner know. of Aston Villa. Their money for you there, maybe. Mine is. <laughs> For years, like my both my names never really popped up in any sort of popular culture, except for Betty Driver of Coronation Street. And, <laughs> um, but then uh, I feel like in more recent years, like I remember Pineapple Express, like Seth Rogen's character is called Dale, and that was like a real sort of mm-hmm. whoa, hang on, yeah, Chip and Dale as well. Well, come on, mate, come on, Dale Winton <laughs> as well. I used to get that a lot. Adam Driver. <laughs> Yeah, but I was just going to get onto Adam Driver as well, sort of popularised the surname a little bit more. I still get every now and again, I went into um, a shop to uh, take a parcel back the other day and she looked at my surname and she's like, that's a unique name, you don't see that often. And I was like, well, it's not, that, like it's not that unique. It's, yeah, I've seen, <laughs> seen it, I've seen footballers with Driver, you know, Yeah, Baby Driver. Baby uh, Driver was very good, well, yes. Last Night in Soho, that looks good, doesn't it? Then we get a time mm, yeah. on time, that's a good trailer <laughs> for a film. Uh, anyway, I've got a last email here which is um, from... What? Whoa, this some, is long. Yeah, <laughs> someone called Samantha Kipkalia. Um And Samantha, I do apologise. If this is a true story that we're about to laugh at, I'm so sorry. But something tells me it may be bollocks. Right, yeah, here the we first go. line sort of gives it away that it's bollocks. Uh, here we go, from Samantha. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put some emotional piano music maybe under this some, just put, some real just put the streets on underneath <laughs> <laughs> please my dearest help me uh, my here we go. <laughs> this is from samantha imagine this is samantha please my dearest help me my cry for you greetings my dearest one i'm writing this mail to you with tears and sorrow from my heart with due respect trust and humanity 
I appeal to you to exercise a little patience and read through my letter. We are going to do that, that, Samantha. (laughs) We're doing that. My father was the former Kenyan road minister. He and... (laughs) Yep, sounds like a noble job. Uh, And again, if this is a true story, I'm so sorry. Uh, (laughs) He and Assistant Minister of Home Affairs, Lorna Laboso, had been on board the Cessna 210, which was headed to Kericho and crashed in a remote area called Kajongya in western Kenya. The plane crashed on Tuesday the 10th of June 2008. You can read more about the crash through the below site. <laughs> so there's a link here to a dodgy-looking CNN article about 2008 Kenyan crash. I haven't clicked on it because God knows what virus that'll give me. Yeah. Um, but after the burial of my father, my stepmother and uncle conspired and sold my father's property to an Italian expert. What? <laughs> <laughs> expert in what? <laughs> Which shared the money among themselves and left and left nothing for me. I'm constrained to contact you because of the abuse I'm receiving from my wicked stepmother oh and my uncle. God. It's gone all Sorry, Disney. Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> they plan to take away all of my father's late oh sorry, all of my late father's treasury and properties from me since the unexpected death of my beloved father. Meanwhile, I wanted to escape to the USA, but they hid my international passport and other valuable <laughs> and other valuable travelling documents. Luckily, they did not discover where I kept my father's file, which contains important documents. File is capitalised as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I decided to run to the refugee camp, where I am presently seeking asylum under the United Nations High Commissions for the Refugees here in. Ugadugu, Republic of Burkina Faso. One fateful morning, this is beautifully written. One fateful morning, I opened my father's briefcase and found out the documents in which he had deposited huge amounts of money in a bank in Burkina Faso, with my name as the next of kin. I travelled to Burkina Faso. You're already in Burkina Faso. (laughs) You stated that before. I travelled to Burkina Faso to withdraw the money for a better life so that I can take care of myself and start a new life. (laughs) On my arrival, the bank director, whom I met in person, told me that my father's instruction slash will to the bank is that the money would only be released to me when I am married or present a trustee who will help me and invest the money overseas. I don't think we're being asked for a hand in marriage here. Yeah. I'm in search of an honest and reliable person who will help me and stand as my trustee so that I will present him to the bank for transfer of the money to his bank account overseas. I've chosen to contact you. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> you, my genuine yeah. feedback. <laughs> I've chosen to contact you after my prayers, and I believe that you will not betray my trust, but rather take me as your own sister. What? This is for us to do, guys. That's a lot of pressure, although, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> although you may wonder why I'm so soon revealing myself to you without knowing you, well, I will say that my mind convinced me that you may be the true person to help me. More so, my father of blessed memory deposited the son of 9.5 US dollars <laughs> in bank with my name as the next of kin. I think they're supposed to be a million or yeah, something, yeah. Not just nine and a half dollars. Yeah, I'm not doing all <laughs> this for tempting. ten dollars. <laughs> However, I shall forward you with the necessary documents on confirmation of your acceptance to assist me for the transfer and statement of the fund in your country. Fair enough. As you will help me in an investment, and I would like to complete my studies. These studies have come out of nowhere. Yeah, what? Um, as I was in my first year in the university where my beloved father died. It is my intention to compensate you with 40% of the total money for your services, and the balance shall be my capital in your establishment. Is that $4? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this is all in caps here. Awaiting your urgent and positive response. Please do keep this only to yourself for (laughs) now until the bank will transfer the fund. (laughs) You know that this is, like, the biggest... Video games podcast in Great Britain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she is gonna be livid. Uh, we've still got we've got a little uh, end oh, here from God Samantha. Yes. I beg you not to disclose it till I come over because I am afraid of my wicked stepmother <laughs> who has threatened to kill me and have the money alone. Oh, they will do I that. Thank God, I thank God today that I'm out from my country in brackets Kenya, <laughs> but now in brackets Burkina Faso. <laughs> 
<laughs> where my father deposited these money with my name as the next of kin. You've said that. You've yeah. Said that. Um, <laughs> I have the documents for the claims. I feel you're the only one who could help me out of this. That's very Princess Leia, isn't it? And that's at the end here. You're sincerely Princess Samantha Kipkalia Kones. God bless you. That was heart wrenching stuff, wasn't it? Whoa. I mean. I if anyone does want to help out Princess Samantha, <laughs> get in touch with us at IGN underscore ukfeedback.com. Maybe we can get you in touch yeah. with Samantha and you can help her out of this nine and a half dollars she needs. <laughs> if you, you want to make four dollars tonight, by all means, yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, uh, good stuff that. Um, yeah. Do please send in your feedback because we will read it, not just Samantha's. Um, it yeah. did get me thinking halfway through though. I wonder if there's a podcast in just reading spam email. Oh like, yeah, Sp- like gossip mongers, but just with spam email instead, <laughs> and just having a laugh at them. Well, the same that? story over I and mean, over again. To be honest, who who is falling for that? <laughs> who's who's reading that? Going, gotta help her. Yeah, just gotta do it. Just yeah, gotta- there's a sucker everywhere. You never know. Uh, who knows? I like if I didn't know it was a complete scam and potentially corrupt the whole file system of our company, I would reply just to see what the hell the response would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, thank you for another IGN UK podcast. What music should we have though? We haven't really, should we have zombie, zombie by, by the, the cranberries? cranberries? <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be, hasn't yeah. it? Um, everyone enjoy that. Uh, I've enjoyed this. I hope everyone else has. Bye. See us. Bye. <laughs> Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.